any decision you're making around whether to build or buy, like that's an important question to ask. And then if there is pressure to build, but that's the reality you're facing, you know, ask those questions. Why are we building this? What is the business benefit in the long term? Welcome to the State of CRM podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Ben. And today we're going to talk about uh, something a little bit different. We've been talking a lot about uh, data targeting, audience building, best practices for CRM. Um, and something that we've been hearing a lot about from customers in businesses kind of con making considerations around uh, where to put investment is the dilemma around build versus buy. And essentially we're talking about that right now within within the framework of technology, specifically within the framework of CRM, but uh, there's lots to consider or lots that can be considered uh, when thinking about build versus buy in terms of business implications for technology. Um, and I think that it's an interesting topic, particularly now, and I think something that's coming up a lot in part because of the, re I mean, obviously COVID has impacted the way all businesses have had to do business and essentially the digitization of, of commerce and not just commerce, but really almost every industry has been impacted by this to at least one degree or, or some degree or another. Um, but the reality of it is, is that has accelerated uh, the level at which uh, businesses have had to invest in technology to be able to create uh, experiences for customers, to be able to reach them where they need to reach them, to be able to build those relationships, to manage their data, to activate all of those things that we talk about. Um, and the reality of it is, is companies with, with the resources to do so could choose to invest in technology to help them do that. Or to, or to find uh, solutions in market from SaaS players that have already built solutions that can solve for specific challenges that they're looking to solve for. Um, and I think like, you know, it is an interesting uh, point of discussion around like where should companies be making these investments? Should they invest in something homegrown or something more off the shelf? And I think we're seeing, I think though, well, there's, there was a trend towards buy because originally there weren't all of these software solutions that essentially could solve almost every single problem that a business was facing. That's changed. Um, there's point solutions in market. There's giant platforms like Salesforce in market. There's lots of opportunities or, I guess, options for marketers to put investment in terms of technology. Uh, but what we're starting to see, I think, is a lot of people and businesses saying, hey, wait a second. Uh, we're spending all of these money, this money on tech partners, all of this investment. Is this something that potentially we could build internally that might solve our business challenges more effectively than than investing in a partner or in a solution? And and there's even now uh, essentially like businesses that are designed to help developers internally build as well. So the environment is really primed for companies looking to do so that are in the right place to do so to opt to build. So I think the question is, or the interesting question is like, how do I approach making that decision as a decision maker in my company? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's my, that's a question that's exists forever. I mean, build versus buy that will, that won't disappear. Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, but um, definitely an interesting uh Topic and and a uh, interesting period of the time where we are right now. That's so many things. I mean, everyone we can't miss the 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 explosion of the no code uh, tools. So all these tools that help people to build without any coding skills. Also, uh, with uh, we we 
that will allow a lot of people to to think about their 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 solution, the solution they want to build, or the the process, or all of that, and uh, and being able to do that with in drag and drop uh, mode, uh, if I, if I can say, it depends on on the tool, but uh, that can be simplified as the drag and drop uh, mode for for some of the tools, and um, maybe. Uh, what we want to cover today in the episode is what are the questions you need to ask yourself to help to take the best decision between the building the solution internally or buying uh, a solution uh, on, on the shelf. And um, yeah, the, uh, the first question you can ask yourself uh, to, to con- I mean, for make a choice or to consider one solution versus the other uh, will be um, is the problem I, I'm trying to solve is unique to my business, or is it a problem that other businesses also face? And so maybe there are solution ready on the shelf, best of breed that can provide this service or s- help me to solve the, the the issue, as they are s- solving the issue for for the other competitor or other businesses with the same uh, the same goal, same problem. Um, the thing, the second one is um, they are, as I mentioned, best of breed solution solving specific problem, and most likely solving the problem you have or you want to solve. Uh, if they are existing and working to solve this exact topic issue uh, outcome you want to you are expecting. Most likely, they spend all their energy, all their resources to develop and to build a product that solves this specific uh, problem. So that's a best-of-breed solution that is only focused on this unique part of your chain, of your process, or, or whatever. Um, they might do that pretty well. Uh, and you need to consider that in the, in, in the discussion because... If you build, if you want to build the solution uh, on your own, are you able to put all the resources that you need to develop a solution that is as good as specialists can produce? And uh, also, if if they exist for a long time on this end and and solving this topic for a long time, they might have faced issue, problem that they solved maybe five, ten years ago that you will face also on your own and uh, you will have to solve this issue on your own and going on the on the on the path of buying uh, a solution uh, from the shelf might save you a lot of time because you just not get the the first trap and uh, and getting the first uh, first mistake uh, uh, of the beginner yeah i think uh, i think it's a really Im- an interesting point where you're saying that you know like software companies um have generally sort of developed, obviously, a solution that solves a specific business problem. And some of those have been doing that for years and evolving their solution. And they're sort of, you know, best of breed or best practice for solving that particular issue. And I think uh, one thing marketers, or not just marketers, but anybody in a, in a business decision-making capacity needs to think about when when looking at potentially investing in a tool is, is is how advanced is that tool and and is it is it already best of breed or are they basically using for example my data to optimize their own product 
Um, and that's an important thing to think about because I think like, for example, with AI, is it already like a best of breed, well-developed AI solution that can come in and solve your business challenge, whether it's, you know, targeting or what have you, or is it AI that still is, that needs to learn from your data? Um, is it using essentially your resources or your assets to improve itself? Um, and I think that's an important thing to explore with with potential partners because why that that that's not necessarily good for your business if it is a situation where they need you to improve their product, whether it's AI or some other tech solution, that essentially then will be used to benefit your competitors because then your competitors are going to have access to a better tool that was essentially developed at a cost of your own business. So something to think about. Yeah, that's, I mean, you, you mentioned it, that's, the, there are really two, two teams there uh, that's, is the tool, use your data to provide you value, but also use your data to help provide value to other uh, of their clients, yeah. or is the tool is autonomous to provide you the best value or performance for your context, your business, and y your data, y your usage of it won't influence other clients of the of this tool meaning that other clients are not influencing your performances neither um, and I have I have an example on 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 the topic uh, that's can we can I mean we can catch on different uh, points that we, we mentioned um, think about ESP email service provider um, my first question is that I think anyone listening to to our to our podcast know that uh, what an ESP is and what they are doing, that's something that is pretty common as a service and barely nobody is wondering to build that internally. We know that some companies are doing that, but there are very few companies doing that internally. I mean, the question are, if I need to change my ESP, what is the list of other providers that I can go to to improve X, Y, Z? But you are not thinking about building your own ESP and managing the deliverability on your own and all of that. So you are using a tool, providing data, uh, but usually you don't like to use the ESP in a IP pool. So you don't want to have your email sent with the same server IP as other clients because if they do a bad action and the server is blacklisted, you will suffer from that. So the best practice is to use a provider, uh, and there are a ton of ASP on the market, but you usually pay for your own IP server. So you warm up your, your IP, but then when it's done, there is no impact from other clients from this provider. And I think that illustrates the, the, the thing we were mentioning about, you were mentioning that on AI, but, uh, but even with simple or basic tool, uh, that's the same. I mean, you are making the choice of not building the tool, but finding the one that helps you to be autonomous and not protected or not impacted by other clients or, or of the and or, or competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's interesting, and I think like like in that particular case, it's a really good example of a. A uh, piece of technology that's essentially been commoditized. Yeah. You know, like why invest in that when you can actually get one that probably does what you want at a, at a much lower cost than having to go through the development efforts of actually building something 
on your own. And I think like another thing to consider too, like, and this could, this could, uh, this could support either build or buy, but say you're looking at a potential solution and marketplace to, I don't know, help you market more effectively, maybe build your marketing strategy, figure out who to target, like what the, what the right segments are potentially for uh, whatever campaigns you're launching in market or providing you insights or even like dashboarding or visualization, what have you. Um, uh, like you have this obviously specific problem as a, as a, as a marketer, again, whoever, whoever you are in your business that you want to solve for, how much can that particular solution be tailored to solve for that challenge? And that could mean a couple different things. It could mean the tech piece. So is it, is it something that would need to be adjustable for my specific needs? Is there development opportunities on top of it? Are there APIs available that can help my company customize the solution and integrate it into my existing stack? Or not even just thinking about the technology, there's also the strategy piece as well. So, um, you know, is this something that's very rigid that sort of produces the same type of output for every single client? Or, for example, if I have like specific marketing challenges, whether it's fatigue issues or I'm over-reliant on batch and blast, which is something we obviously talk about quite a bit, or uh, potentially, um, you know, there's just a huge volume of campaigns that I have to send out or whatever your challenge is, like there's different, like just because there's a single solution doesn't mean that what it solves for in every company is specifically the same. So it's important to think about what your end goal, what your strategy would look like if it was executing the way that you want it to. And can that tool be uh, used to to essentially help you get there in the way that you need it to get there? Um, and I think there's some like out of the box solutions that are that are almost so rigid in certain ways that that it's difficult for businesses to integrate them into into their own processes. I mean, even I've again like sort of spent most of my career in the B two B world, but you know I've made investments in in the past um, where the output just doesn't work for the company because either I don't have the resources to get it off the ground or what it does produce, even though it was sold as something that seems really beneficial. At the end of the day, the internal processes of the company are prohibitive from me getting the value that I need to out of that. So learning experiences from my own experiences that make sure you sort of think all the way through in terms of what you want this to do for you. Can it get you there? And do you have the resources internally in place to be able to get the most value out of it? Yeah. And an additional example uh, we can share is the fact that if the, the solution is so rigid that every customer is using or user is using the solution the same way and the outcome, the output is the same, that means everyone will do the same thing. Maybe it's not bad, but the only thing producing is replicates the same experience. Yeah. So if your competitors competition is using the same tool, in a way that can be great to use the same tool because you are at the same level, but I would say that you don't differentiate yourself because you are just applying the same tool, same tactic, same strategy, same outcome, depending on what the tool is built for, but that just you're doing the same. So uh, back to your point, uh, Matt, and the fact that that's super important to evaluate how the tool, what's the purpose of the tool? Is it to deliver one specific outcome? Uh, and is that something that you can change, adapt based on your needs? Mm. Uh, so if I, 
say that's an, another way that are you able to apply your own strategy with the tool? Uh, is the tool flexible enough to open any strategy, any application or different application depending on the, 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 the willingness of the clients or the user to, to, to do so? Or is it just you don't have flexibility to do that? And uh, yeah, maybe uh, everyone buy uh, in-message module that's bring the, the weather. Okay, but that means everyone is showing the same module. Uh, and, and there is no big difference between you and your competition if you are presenting uh, the information the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like... Um you know, it, it does get tricky because then that, there, there could be a good argument there for, for building as well, because essentially what you would be doing is potentially investing in a tool that um, could help you uh, differentiate, uh, to your point. But it doesn't you don't necessarily need to build to, to have a differentiated solution. But it is, it is one thing that is a huge argument for companies looking to invest big amounts of money in potentially developing something internally is... Um, you know, is this something that will give us a competitive edge, potentially a piece of software that, that no one else has that will help us like a, a achieve whatever outcomes that we're looking to achieve? Um, or is it something that's commoditized? Yeah, and, th and that can be a good solution. Uh, unfortunately, I would say, uh, when, when companies are making this decision, um, Everyone is super excited by building the, the, the tool or the solution for a specific need that's not existing on the market. So you get the differentiation we are talking about. Uh, what's missed uh, or forgotten is that um, it needs to be developed. So there is a cost. Okay, there is also a cost of if you buy a, or you, you hire another a platform or a tool, uh, but it needs to be maintained. And you need to keep innovating because it's not because that's not existing on the market right now and you are developing that internally, that's six months from now, that's maybe all the market and tools on the market will have the feature or the capabilities to achieve the same outcome. So that's not just making a choice for ad hoc operation or development to build its own tool, but that's just stepping on a path that will that you will have to maintain, yeah. uh, that will pull you uh, over and over to reinvest, spend in time or end money or money uh, to keep maintaining that, uh, uh, scaling it because uh, oh, that was designed uh, at a certain period of time and one year later, fortunately for you, your business is just exploding and you need to handle twice or 3x the volume of, of customers and maybe it's not built for that or the architecture is not built for that and you need to revamp everything and the additional cost is just huge. So yeah. that's also something to, to put in the balance and, and not just the, the short-term uh, feedback or, or benefit of, of doing it uh, on its own. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think like the sort of like the, the cost of investment and the ri risk associated with it is, is something to really think long and hard about whether you're looking for a build versus buy solution or even just a buy versus not buy solution. Like there was, um, you know, a situation on a, in a previous role that I had where we invested in a competitive analysis tool, really great solution actually. But once we started to roll it out, we just realized we didn't have 
the internal bandwidth from a time perspective to actually get what we really needed out of the tool. And it almost became more of, of like a, a burden and something that we had to deal with rather than something that was solving challenges. It actually became a bit of a challenge itself because we were investing monthly into something we had to use. And then we had to spend the time and resources to get it off the ground. And uh, companies won't necessarily tell you that up front. They're mm-hmm. not going to, they're not going to, you know, if it is time consuming and is going to require resources like the human resource, it tends to be something that gets not brought up during the sales process. So make sure you're, you're asking the right questions so that you can get a sense of what that would require and what the bandwidth is so that you can, can really assess risk effectively. Um, and I think that's really important to, to consider. Yeah. The, I mean, the bandwidth issue is, I mean, also, there, when you see the new pla- uh, a new platform vendor with what are the current features and what is coming next, which can be great, uh, awesome, but will you have the bandwidth to actually integrate that in your strategy? Do you want to integrate that on your strategy? Or even worth, is it working with your strategy? Because sometimes the feature can be great on its own, but it works well if that's integrated in a certain type of strategy and maybe you are on another path and that's cons- that, can't f- that don't fit together. So that's, that's something that's, uh, that's interesting. But the, the, these features developments bring another point on the fact that the best of breed solution are focused again on only one topic and serving one specific pain point or, 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 or challenge or roadblock that you have in your day to day. And, uh, and they focus, concentrate all their effort, their product development on improving that. So over time, they will improve it and pretty quickly. Most of the time, I mean, usually that's very fast. Uh, I mean, you can quickly have new features and, and, and improvements um, compared to the build version because you made the first spec you have the first the internal development of it and the team managing that it uh, data science uh, whatever the people who are building that internally they will have to work on another project so the bandwidth for them to keep going with improvement will just disappear while if you go on the best of breed solution that will just keep going um, and that just bring also the 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 fact that the pace of the market is accelerating in, in terms of technology, that's accelerating a lot. And we, we said that in the introduction that also thanks to the a lot of no-code solution that's open way more capabilities or, or, or tool that's bring br- bricks together that people can build on based on the bricks and make a product out of different bricks together so that's really tailor-made for the, the business um, and that's going so fast that you need also to consider one important thing when you are buying a solution and that's how dependent of the solution you will become because you need to be able to go backward that what happens if you need to unplug the solution in one year or eight months because just the market moved and you need to change the practice. So you really need to consider how complicated or costly is to 
unplug, how it can be replaced, and what you get back from the tool. Uh, because if you, for example, if you share data with the tool to uh, to learn from the data, we were talking about AI uh, previously, um, do you get your data back? Uh, what do you get back? Uh, are the data deleted? For sure, that's, that's mandatory by the law, but how the process is managed, uh, how it's done, uh, these are questions that you really need to ask yourself and, and, and the vendors uh, you are... You are contacting yeah 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 and i think when kind of thinking about risk um which is kind of what that all boils down to as well is uh, you know like you mentioned there's a lot of best breed best of breed solutions out there uh there's a high velocity of companies starting up building new solutions going away things like that so if you are looking at potentially investing in a partner um it's actually important to ask about and ask and and, and assess the long-term viability of that solution. Because if that's something that is um, a solution that you really integrate into your business, potentially invest a lot in implementation, uh, be, develop practices and operations that become dependent in certain ways on having that solution available, there are situations where these companies are going under. And that's the reality of it. Because we're in a a very fast-paced world of new solutions, high competition, acquisition, things like that. Um, and so if you have a solution in play and that company isn't, unfortunately, for whatever reason, doing well, and they go under, that means that you're not going to have access to that solution anymore unless there's an acquisition or something that keeps it going. So there's a, a, an element of risk, too, to make sure that you vet partners for, for long-term sustainability you know, look how long they've been in the industry. There's companies that have been best of breed for 10 years or more. Like those, those are companies that are really good examples of, of ones that are likely to be able to continue in the future as well. If it's a brand new solution, something super innovative, doesn't mean it's a bad decision, but it does mean that there's a higher level of risk involved with that particular option. And you should definitely do the due diligence around understanding, is this, is this a healthy business? What is their current client roster like? What's, you know, what, what kind of revenue do they have? Is this sustainable? So, um, you know, definitely something to think about when assessing risk is, you know, what, what is the health of this partner? Especially if it's a big piece of software that is going to potentially become very integrated into, into your business and, and potentially have a lot of things dependent upon it. Yeah. And an additional point is what are the social proof? That's if they are on the market for a long time, are they working with clients with similar size of your business? Um, are they working with clients? Are their clients working with them for a long time? Are they renewing? Are, are they keep working, partnering with with this solution you are looking uh, for? Um, because the this one solution can exist for a long time, and uh, you can just realize that they are working with. SMBs and your enterprise, or they uh, you are SMB and they work only with enterprise uh, companies. I mean, the match uh, is on multi-level criteria, uh, and that's really important to check that. And that's easy to ask some references and some call and say, okay, well, I mean, an easy question that what's the the what is the clients that you're working with for the longest period? I mean, how long this client is working with you? And can I talk to them? Yeah. Just easy question, easy discussion with, with, uh, 
with a peer and understanding what are the 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 pro and cons of uh, of working the, with this solution. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing we haven't really covered off on yet that I think is also really important is is obviously the cost of the solution. Um, and I think like what's some and, and not just the cost of the solution, but the cost of building as well. So obviously on on a high level, you're you're looking for if I build versus buy, is my investment in building going to return greater ROI in the future, either through greater differentiation, economies of scale, efficiency, what have you. Um, and, and when looking at a solution or versus buying, it's not just about like, what's the cost this year? What's the cost of implementation? What's the cost in the next six months? It's what's the cost over time? Because I think in either situation, whether you're building versus buying, costs when you start to scale can balloon very, very quickly. And there's situations where look at the look at the pricing model of the solution that you're interested in. And, you know, play some models out in your head. Like what happens if usage goes up by X times or X percent? Or what happens if I onboard X amount of, of new users to this? Or I have new channels or my data volume increases? What, what does that do to the pricing? And what would that look like a year from now or three years from now? And is investing in that potential partner, is that something where costs could, in those situations that you're running, balloon out of control? Because there are there are pricing models in market that are not they're not as effective in terms of economies of scale as you'd think. So there's certain solutions that have smartly priced themselves where they'll probably go up as usage goes up or as volume increases. But ideally, it would go up um, so that you would be realizing more net benefit the more you use it and the bigger you get, uh, essentially economies of scale. But there are pricing models where costs balloon out of control and they no longer become viable. But that also happens with build as well. So think about if you are looking at potentially building a solution, same thing. What happens if your data volume increases? Uh, what happens if your user base increases? What happens if uh, you have to expand it to more parts of your business? Is the investment there to be able to support that over time? And that's that's an important question to be asking yourself. And you can run hard numbers and situations to be able to help answer that for you. Yeah, I mean, the I think one, one thing you didn't mention in all the examples is also the ability to get new features. Over time, you are, you are saying, Matt, that let's look at that on a longer period, what's happening after one, two, three years of, uh, of partnership. Um, if on one end, I'm working with a solution that over time deliver new features, uh, bring them in my package or there is that's included or that's anticipated in terms of price uh, in terms of pricing i know what where i'm going um on the other end mm. internal development you build internal or i'm i'm saying internal development but that can be built with a you hire an agency to build the specific tool for you uh what's the cost of scaling as you said if your database increase or usage increase is it is the ar architecture of all of that will 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 uh, will be st still be up and running and not not just drying? Uh, but what about innovation, new features, adding 
new use case into that, there is a cost. So that's really something you need to also put on paper or in perspective in your in your decision, in your thought process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just about cost of, of capital or money. It's also time as well. And I think, again, you know, it's not just build versus buy, but it's also buy versus not buy as well to kind of like when you're, when you're thinking about this. Because, you know, we've talked to some marketers that are, are a year and a half, for example, into onboarding their CDP. Uh, and it's still not up and running. It's still the data integration still not working. The output's still not where that what they need it to be. It's not fully integrated with their other solutions that they have in their stack. And you know, that is a a long time to invest in a solution that's supposedly off the shelf. Yeah. You know, I mean in that amount of time you could potentially have built yourself some form of internal data lake or, or something that could have potentially got you at least some of the way there that might be even, even it might've been just fine. But uh, marketers are, are finding themselves in that particular situation, still trying to get the tool off the ground. And, and so that's something to think about, like how much time is it going to be? What is the runway before I can actually start seeing a return on my investment in this and ask the same question about build versus buy as well. So if there's a month, a year and a half implementation period or more for this, you know, that might be a good sign to either look for a different solution or further explore. Can I do this on my own in the same amount of time and do it better or, or can I do it quicker? Uh, but also, yeah, in general, when thinking about building, it's not just, you know, this is going to give me differentiation or greater ROI. It's how long is that going to potentially take? And and be conservative about that because it. I've I've rarely seen these things happen where it happens more quickly than you think it's going to. It's usually the opposite. So make sure you have a lot of of consideration around not just the money that I'm spending on this, but what is it, what is the time commitment and do i even have the resources kind of going back to the previous point um at my disposal to get this off the ground in the time frame that i need it to and if not is there an option that's actually more realistic for my business yeah and i mean maybe the last example uh, um that's not usual but uh, we can talk a little bit of what's happening at tiny clues and and what in in the tool we are we are we are providing um we have this discussion of build versus buy with some potential clients uh, that happen for sure. And I just want to share something that happened recently again, uh, where a client starts working with us, uh, our usual time uh, timeline for the onboarding and the setup is roughly one month, uh, getting ready, sending us the data, doing the technical setup, and sending the first campaign with us. Um, Recently, we did a setup in four days. And hmm. the client is just surprised, saying that, okay, so that's going faster than expected, and so I can start to use the tool right now. Uh, again, that's particular to our tool, maybe other, for other solutions that can be different for the problematic. But the question is still there. That's, we have potential clients asking themselves, should I buy higher and use tiny clues or should I build my own tool on on my side? Uh, 
we are focused and only focus on that particular audience building problematic for more than 10 years with AI and all of that. Um, for sure, you can build an AI engine uh, with, especially with all the tools that exist today uh, available. But how long it will take to build that engine on your own compared to a four-day setup of something that is proven to work for years? And that's, I mean, that's just yeah. illustrating all the, the, the topic we mentioned about asking clients, uh, looking at how long the business is running uh, for and uh, how clients are renewing, what's the value, what's the business model, all of that, the cost of implementation and innovation. I mean, we are adding new features, new capabilities every single time we are working on the product only focusing on that, getting feedback from a lot of clients with different problematics and making that working for different use cases and different strategy because everyone can adapt this strategy in the tool. If you develop that on your own, that will be tailor-made for your strategy, but how long it will take? And I'm not even talking about the money you will have to invest in the headcount to build it or, or the agency that will help you to, to, to do that uh, to get something that, again, will be fresh new just build so yeah can expect some uh, some some issue uh, <laughs> at, at the launch yeah i think i think i think you know like maybe to end what what you have to really think about like is this be what is best for my business and it can get politically complicated as well as we know like there might be people in the organization that are we should build this because we can you yeah. know why why wouldn't we build this if we can but can and should are very different um, and just because you can doesn't mean that's what is necessarily best for your business. Yeah. Like if you can have a solution that is as good as what you can build in a year or two in a matter of days and it's as good or better, like that to me is a no brainer. You know, there's like, and, and it's not just to promote tiny clues. It's what any decision you're making around whether to build or buy, like that's an important question to ask. And then if there is pressure to build, but that's the reality you're facing, you know, ask those questions. Why are we building this? What is the business benefit in the long term? You know, why? And, and if, if there's a good case for that, if it differentiates your business, if it makes you more money, if there's no solution in market that can be up and running quickly enough or that is uh, unique enough to solve the, the specific challenge, if your challenge is, just completely unique in market and, and you need a custom solution, then yes, you should absolutely build that. But if it's dubious and there's solutions that you can invest in, like that's, that's beneficial for your business. Like that's an investment that you should make. So uh, definitely, you know, ask those tough questions because it's, it's not just, a, a, these decisions aren't made by one person. There's usually multiple stakeholder groups with competing priorities, but ultimately you know, if you're look, going to the powers that be in your organization with a final decision recommendation and it's up to them, you know, point point to the business case and, and, and you'll win out that way. Definitely. So, I mean, uh, very interesting topic. Uh, we are really keen to, to discover if the culture, the internal culture in your company is build only, buy only, mm. or a mix of both, depending, uh, it depends, <laughs> depending on the, on the situation. Uh, let us know. We are happy to... Uh, to actually discuss uh, about all of that and, and getting your your, your feedback and and, uh, and yeah maybe uh, do another episode with a with an additional uh, point of view on, on the topic. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> 
Thank you very much for listening and um, have a good week. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for tuning in.